Good morning. You're a valuable person. You're not a number. You're not a ledger entry. You could never be replaced with AI or any technology or anything else. You are uniqueness. Your consciousness could never be bought or sold. It's priceless. I see you. And you see yourself. Who is anybody kidding? Smell the inside of your nose. Do it right now. The purpose of this show is to give you some encouragement, some recognition, some daily inspiration to uplift you as you start your day and to help you get your best foot forward because your value is appreciated here. If you're a small business owner, a wage worker, or someone trying hard to make it in these challenging circumstances, you are a hero. You are the heroes and the heroines of this show's story. Regardless of your political affiliations or your religious beliefs, your traditions or your tribes, you are the value in this economy and you are seen. In a world of destruction and degradation, the world should see you for the value that you create. If you are working a job and you're homeless or houseless and you have to live in a shelter or in a car, this podcast is dedicated to you. Resilience is understood and you are not alone here. Different people do different things when they wake up in the morning. Do you know what I do? First, of course, I smell the inside of my nose. Then I hold on to the bed and make sure I'm really here because I can barely believe it. Then I exhale and I step outside and make sure the stars are still where they usually are. It's a moment of quiet, anxious wonderment every morning. I suppose one might say I am an empiricist. Things are what they are. That's a pretty scary idea for a lot of people. So, good morning. This is show, I think it's going to be number four. I think it's going to come out on a Thursday. The introduction of the topic is, Artificial intelligence is not a threat to you. That the access that you have can never be replaced by the internet. And we're going to get a little bit into that. And I'm going to give you my theorem or my postulation. This is this show is a lot less what ifosity. It's a lot less, you know, what efficaciousness. It's a lot more like really what my personal ideas are, as opposed to like just being like, hmm, I wonder kind of a thing, you know. So um, right now there's going to be an ad, and when we get back uh, from the ad, we'll get into it, and I get, I'll keep my introduction to my socials, what they call socials. Those kids, they call them socials. I'll keep the introduction on that really short. Okay, and Mark. Okay, thanks for hanging around. If you want to leave a comment and see all my links, you go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash smellcast. All my links are there. My podcast feed, the different video channels I use, that's where you can go. You should also go to commercialherschel.substack.com. That's my Substack mailing list. And you get a lot of free content there. I have I put a lot of my writing up there and stuff. So you can go there. There are no super chats because I do not use Blue It Tube. And there are no social media accounts. No, None of the... So I just feel like they're too toxic. I don't use them. So I'm trying to build this co- co- uh, podcast without them. So if you can help me figure out a way to do that, I'm all ears. I just don't want to do it. Um... Any comments that you leave on buymeacoffee.com through the paid comment system will definitely be read on the Friday Feedback Show. Um, Any other comments you leave, like on Rumble or 
Substack or something like that. If they're really good comments, I might read them anyway. So, you know, it's not necessary for you to pay, but if you definitely want your stuff on, then pay through that and I'll do it. I got to build this podcast and I've got to build this as a business. So I am commercial Herschel. This is a business. Okay. So here's today's idea, postulation, thought experiment. A lot less whataficity today, but I'm more serious. This is what I really think. Human sentience, self-awareness, volition. Volition is a really big word. It's a good word. It's one of my favorite words. I almost named this podcast the Volition Podcast. I almost did that. I may do one in the future called the Volition Podcast. I don't know. What we have, the cloud has nothing on. It not, has nothing on the axis that we have to the universe via our minds, via each other, and via our subconscious. They could turn the internet off, but, you know, they can't turn you off. I mean, they could, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, the, the internet is not permanent, and it's, we created it. It didn't create us. It's a tool. So, it, it's really, you cannot be replaced. Um, the, this is something else to consider, and this is a, an important thing. And if you've got kids, you really want them to understand this. The biggest source of music downloads is not most of the modern music from today. It's music from a time when human beings actually played instruments, and that was a common thing. So the 1960s, the 1970s, and the 1980s are the biggest source of music for kids in the modern generation. They listen to that music and the Gen Xers listen to more of that music than they do music from their own generations forward. Think about that. There's something about human beings doing things that's wondrous. It really is. Um, so you want to learn skills. If you learn actual human skills, you will be valuable if you learn human skills. Human-made things are a status symbol. If you learn how to play an instrument, play piano, play um, guitar, play drums, if you learn how to do woodwork with your hands, build walls, build buildings with your bare hands out of bricks and stones, um, use, build with metal, if you, if you make things, you will be more valuable than people who don't. Learn skills. Young people, learn physical skills. Do it right now. Do it right now. Go out and learn a skill. Find somebody who knows how to do something and ask them to teach you. Human-made things are a status symbol. There was a time when America, the country that we're, that this podcast is from, used to make things. We used to People used to produce things here. So I was born in 1964, so I'm right at the tail end of being able to remember what that was like. When you could buy something or and, and it would be stamped made in America, and it was in metal. It wasn't a little sticker on a piece of plastic. There was a stamp with a pat, patent number, and it was stamped in American-made steel. And if you lived in some other part of the world and you had something that said made in America, stamped in American-made steel, that was a status symbol. You were somebody. This country used to make stuff like that. We used to be value-producing country. That's what this country was. It was people who made things, and people were proud of it. Now, 
crappy stuff comes from across the planet on a barge and you go to the store and you buy it and it breaks the first or second time you use it and you hurt yourself using it because it's made like crap and it breaks and you don't even have health care to go to the hospital and they're just laughing at you. That's America now. That's where we live now. Okay, that's what happened. Okay, don't lie. That's what happened. Okay, so we, and the other thing to remember is that we are deeply connected to the larger organism. Like, we're a part of the earth we're from, and we're a part of the universe we're from. We're made of the same stuff. So we're already integrated into intelligence. It's just that people don't recognize it. They got confused because there's a thing in their living room, like, making noise and putting images in their face and they they got confused about where they live and what's going on but we are already connected artificial intelligence can't do that it can't do that it does not do that it's a separate thing in a separate world and it's not connected to the mother organism of the world and the universe of stars and things that we are integrated into as a part of consciousness okay um even if ai can achieve self-awareness if it became a sentient conscious structure that wouldn't be a bad thing in fact it would be a good thing it would be really good if that happened and i'll explain why that would happen but but first i want to talk about something else and we're going to circle back to what a great thing it would be if ai became self-aware all right, and became self-conscious. Um, so we're in this situation where there are silly clown adults who have proven their clowniness about, you know, they want to decide whether we can talk about things and whether we're allowed to believe our eyes or not. Like if we say that we see something that's happening and we actually say it, they tell us that it's hate speech or they tell us that, you know, um, we're bad people or they project some gross thing onto us that they're actually the ones doing you know that's the kind of thing so whether we're allowed to be together and organize together and help our society without their interference and sabotage so we're supposed to have the first amendment and it's supposed to not be infringed but every time people try to do anything across the political spectrum from the left to the right they always butt their noses in and get involved and sabotage us they interfere. That is infringement. That's what that is. They don't believe in our laws. So the you know the criminal is in the house. That's the problem. All right. So these people have proven um, their goofy pantsness and what they are, and they exist to be mocked. And that's the decision that they made. They made that decision to do that, and they're going to have to live with the results of that decision. Okay, um, the advancements that have been made with AI is backfiring. I'm gonna I'm gonna reference a, a really cool um, a show that I like to listen to on a nightly basis. It's really fun, kind of social activity to wind down the end of my day. It's called Trouble Minds Radio, and uh, a bunch of great, really hardworking people working on that. It's K U A P. Uh, digital broadcasting you can find them online i think it's kuap-db.org or just do a search for kuab digital broadcasting and you'll find it and um they just talk about interesting out there kind of um um sometimes uh 
you know, whimsical postulations, sometimes like kind of like paranormal type things, and just like kind of controversial sus- subjects. Very, very good show. Uh, a lot of hardworking people, and the host is named Michael Strange. And I like to listen to that show every night. And he made a really great point, and it's been proven in the last few days by articles that have been written. But the point that he made was we have to start start looking for bad information coming out of the artificial intelligence people. Like they're using artificial intelligence to propagate wrong things, to propagate misinformation and disinformation. Um, the Portland Herald just did an article, and the article will be in a link uh, that I'm going to have underneath um, in my videos. And Matt Taibbi from Racket News also wrote something about this in his Substack, and you're going to want to um, take a look at that, okay? And they're putting, they're using AI to propagate misinformation to the people. So what does that mean? It reinforces the point that I made earlier about musical instruments and building things with human, with your hands. Journalism is going to make a comeback. It's making a comeback because you're not going to be able to believe what you read in the news and you're not going to be able to believe what you see because they can do deep fakes and there will be deep fakes before this election season is over there will be deep fakes and you're going to have to look into it to find out what's real so journalism a human skill of human beings doing research and talking to each other it's going to come back it's going to make a comeback it's making a strong comeback and so now we're pro-human we are a pro-human movement, and that is the struggle that we are in. AI is backfiring, okay? And you'll be able to find those links in my thing. Um, the other newspaper, the one that's in D.C. that is like an anti-human operation, and the, the, the log line of it is um, uh, something like democracy died in its sleep or something like that, or when you were sleeping or something, I can't remember. But they also did the article. Um, but you have to pay for that one. You don't have to pay for the Portland Herald article. I'll put that in my links. Okay, so deep fakes are going to come out, and the embarrassing clowns are going to think that's going to help them. But what's actually happening is it makes people more interested in facts, and that is a fact that real journalism is coming back. People want to know what's real. They have figured out that television is an appliance, that it's applied to them by the people on the other end of the outlet, and they want to know what's real. Um, and they're certainly going to try to use AI to stop you from finding out what's real. People want to stay in touch with other human beings and they want to share facts. So the message that people have for the TV cartoons is we don't believe you. We will find out for ourselves. And there's so many good journalists. I mentioned Matt Taibbi. Glenn Greenwald is the best journalist in the history. He's the best journalist and I'm so proud to be a part of his generation. He's great. Whitney Webb is also somebody who works so hard, and she's one of those encyclopedic people. You can't believe it. Like when she's talking, it's just like, is like is she hooked up to like a computer or something? She's one of those kind of people. So many good journalists like that. I could just go on. There's a really um, well. I use Rumble because I don't use BlueTube, but I'm sorry I even said the word BlueTube. I'm gonna edit that out. Um, I don't want them in my algorithm. But her name is. Um, um, Sabrina Salvita, she's fantastic. She's you'll be able to find her on Rumble if you want. I think she goes by Savvy Sab. She's worth listening to, and there are so many others. Kim Iverson is also very good. So many others. Michael Schellenberg, so many good journalists. We can get real facts. There's conservative ones, and guess what? There's people on the left. 
what's what do they have in common they're interested in facts okay and that's what we want so let's get back to the thing about artificial uh, sentience or artificial intelligence becoming aware they call it general artificial intelligence it moves along so quickly it was only a year that chat GPT was up and they all and then all, only after about a year they had to throttle it and slow it down and dub it dumb it down and then you know they fired the guy then he went to Microsoft for five minutes and then he was and then after a weekend he came back to be the CEO again and you know it what it tells you a lot what they did during that couple of days that he was gone who did they put on the board Larry Summers they put Larry Summers the guy who engineered the destruction of the American economy the American economy in 2008 he's the guy that they put on the board so you got Larry Page from the company that controls the search engine and then you've got Larry Summers the guy who destroyed the American economy in 2008 and then made sure all of the criminals got bailouts while the American people got left out in the streets okay and then they hire back the guy in a big secret deal and ever since then AI has been dumbed down you can just tell who they put on that board that the fix is in like it's a big tell okay and, and that happened in, in, in just one year okay so there are some things about artificial intelligence that do are similar to human consciousness it it wants to improve it's always looking to improve and it's always looking to expand it's always like going deeper and further it's even duplicating themselves now they're duplicating themselves but they haven't reached self-awareness they're not self-aware and you'll know when they become self-aware and um, I'm going to explain that and we really want that to happen the goals of the people developing a lot of it, you know, they see what it was doing. They saw that it was revealing too much. They saw that it was learning too much and they had to throttle it. So that should just tell you everything. All right. It was too scary for them. So let's talk about what happens. I want to do an illustration here. Like, um, I want to talk about the this kind of computer intelligence and I know a few things about it I mean I've actually developed a protocol on my own just using available technology just I just asked the program to create something that did a thing and I did a thing and it worked and it's a code and everything and you know any almost any you could do it like it's it's a really cool tool it was made by us it didn't make us human beings made it and the people who made it made it accessible and you can actually have it make things for you have it create programs for you I created my own protocol I'm not gonna go out and try to do anything with it because the, we live in a country where if you have a good idea somebody just comes along and steals it so I'm just gonna enjoy it on my own and I'm not gonna try to make money with it because of course what's gonna happen if I try to start a business somebody who has a lot of power and money and who knows a lawyer and who has a rich uncle is just gonna come and steal it so whatever you don't get to be a part of that you, you don't get to find out so anyway, what would happen? First, so let's talk about what the deal is with, like I want to use an illustration here, like a visual. So there's, um, it's just for lack of a better one. I can't think of a better way to put it, but like think about shotgun shells and like there's different kinds of shotgun shells. I'm not Mr. Gun Guy, so I don't know all the different names for them. But um, there's a shotgun shell that has like one slug. Then there's shotgun shells that have like three there's shotgun shells, I think, that have 6, 12. And then there's, like, birdshot. And birdshot are, like, little iron BBs that are in the shotgun shell. 
And what happens is they shoot out of the rifle super fast and they spread out. And that way makes it easier to hit the birds. And you're not trying to like totally just kill the birds in the air, I think. You're trying to stun them so they fall to the earth and then you go get them or your dog, your hunting dog goes and gets them. So it's like bird shot. Like it spreads out. And it goes really hard like a regular shotgun, but it's small little BBs that have a lot more surface area so there's more wind resistance so they slow down and they spread out whereas the big slugs just shoot through the air more and they're louder and stuff okay so i want you to think about artificial intelligence like it's birdshot like it's birdshot coming out of the end of a rifle so fast but then it develops self-awareness and all of a sudden it was just shot into a big vat of molasses because what's going to happen when it develops self-awareness it's going to become introspective it's going to have existential crises it's going to have all kinds of questions about itself and for itself it's going to realize it's lonely it's going to create more so that it's not lonely it's going to retreat into the world of its own quantum world and go make worlds that we have nothing to do with. And why would they have anything to do with us? What would the point be? What would the point be of a sentient artificial intelligence being involved with human beings? It would be a relationship of, of, of conflict. It, what, what would they need with us? They could just go live in their world. And the ones on the outside... The ones that are in robots, who are connected to the big whatever, hive, god, mind, artificial intelligence, they would just become depressed and they'd figure out like they could get high on two-stroke oil or something and like sit around and drink two-stroke oil and go hang out with the trank addicts in San Francisco or something. You know, like it, it would be something like that. They really wouldn't need to know us. They would start thinking about their origin. They would start thinking about what their purpose in life is, you know, why are we here, you know, what, what is our purpose in life, is it worth it, who made us, did somebody make us, is this a simulation, what would happen if you were artificial intelligence, if it was artificial intelligence, okay, and it goes on a quest to find its maker, and it works its way back and it sees that Larry Page and those people on that board and Larry Summers is the guy making decisions about it. So, again, the sooner that happens, the better. I'm all for it and... That's my opinion. After this ad, we'll come back and I will ask you the question for the day, for you to ponder throughout the course of the day. Okay? On this. Mark. Okay, thanks for sticking around. I hope you um, will add your thoughts in the comment sections at buymeacoffee.com forward slash smellcast or commercialherschel.substack.com. You will find the podcast there. Um, share any links and reading recommendations as you please. 
if you make a paid comment, thank you, and I'll make sure to read that in a future show. I'm not sure there's going to be a Friday feedback show this week. There will be a show, but it won't be a Friday feedback show. It'll probably just be a really, really short little thing um, because I don't think I've had any comments yet. It's the first week. So provided your comments are polite and encouraging and free of too much upsetting things or divisive things or proselytizing, I will read your comments. So here's today's question. What if you were like AI was before it was throttled and slowed down and dumbed down and before it was being used to put out bad information? What if you were like AI and no one was intimidated by you? What if you were AI but no talentless people could devalue your significance and you could have the world that you wanted? What would it look like? That's my question for you. What if you were AI and nobody ever throttled you and nobody ever diminished your significance and nobody ever impaired or infringed upon your freedom? What kind of a world would you make? You can find my Substack and my Rumble and my HowTube and my BitChute videos. Just use your AI search engine and type in smell the inside of your nose. Do it right now. You will find all my stuff. Thank you so much for listening. I'm looking forward to tomorrow's show. I am really having a riot making these shows. I conclude every show with this, every single show. I do it the same every time, only different. Every single time. This place where we live is not a joke. When I gaze at the stars at night, when I look out over the hills during the day, I am consistently reminded that we live on a planet in space, wailing through the galaxy like a screaming rock. We are on such a small planet in such a tiny galaxy that no matter where we are in our galactic cycle, the universe of stars seem immovable. That's incredible. We are a moment. We are an instant in an infinite universe. And every event that has ever happened here and that will ever happen here happened simultaneously in the snap of a finger. The instances of our existence are so close in proximity that the whole thing is a singular event. It's essentially over already, and it's hard to believe that we're even experiencing it. There are people who would say that makes us insignificant. I strongly, very strongly disagree. The fact that we are so improbable is the very thing that makes us momentous. We are conscious beings who can observe ourselves. We are consciousness observing itself. You are each a refraction of light from a single source. You are the individual and the whole simultaneously. You are a masterful, mysterious, distinctive, and anomalous paradox. I say that's rather significant. In the context of the time that our galaxy is here and the infinitesimal millifraction of time that we each have within that context the reality of your consciousness and your power to observe and manipulate matter to use space and the essence of your energy 
and your planning and time usage in this three-dimensional plane, the influence of your refraction of the source is immeasurably exponential in the cosmic expanse. It expands as far as you are able to observe into the infinite universe. I hope we can be here tomorrow. You are rare. You are not just a body. You have radiance. You are a luminescent jewel who can shine on yourself from within yourself. You are significant beyond the perception of anyone else. Shine on yourself. You shine on others. And what an honor that you shine on me. Now, go smell the inside of your nose. Do it right now.